Welcome to season two of Step Monster. I'm Bailey and this is Elise. We're two friends who found each other by chance and haven't looked back since. In this podcast, we talk about the highs and lows of what it's like to truly be a stepmom. Grab a drink and join us for this wild ride. Hey, Step Monsters, welcome back. We are here with another mini-sode for you. And for those that are not familiar with mini-sodes yet, it is where we take stories that are submitted by all of you, we read them, and then we discuss your issue in hopes that you are not the only one dealing with something like this and we might have some good advice to give you. So we are really excited. I have another situation that I'm going to go ahead and read. Uh, There are sort of two distinct issues here to discuss. So I'm going to read the first one and a little intro just for context. We'll stop, discuss, and then I'm going to read the second part here. So let's get started. So this submission says, love the mini episode idea. Thank you. She says, you girls have been so wonderful to listen to. Thank you again. She says, for starters, I've been a stepmom for a little over six years now. She has three stepkids, ages 15, 12, and 8. Then they have an ours baby who's turning three. She says, I grew up in a step-parent household, so I felt like I was the perfect person for my husband and I to be a true advocate for the kids and their feelings. I have a very good relationship with my stepkids. I've created a special bond with each of them. Something I've noticed in a lot of podcasts I've listened to is that all the communicating is between the mother and father. However, my situation is a bit different. I get along with bio mom. We have been doing the majority of communicating about kids for years now. It's easier to make plans, schedule changes, birthday party gifts, all the things. It made sense to have us communicate since clearly my husband and her divorced for a reason. And that reason was they can't communicate without arguing and really don't like each other. Valid. She says we're able to do anything revolving the kids. We have done drive-through eighth grade graduations. I have gone to open house, meet the teacher, I help with doctor appointments and scheduling. I'm really involved and I love it. I'm a project manager in my career, so sometimes I feel like it helps my parenting too. Uh, 100% agree. So the first situation that she's struggling with uh, is, so she says, so my main complaint for years now has been the fact that his family was so happy that I came into their son's life. They saw a light they had never seen in him. They were always unhappy with how hubby and bio mom treated each other and left early on several occasions from any events. I felt like I was a breath of fresh air for them. Hubby's sister moved here, Florida from South Carolina, and is living with his parents. She came down and all of a sudden her and bio mom are best friends. It drives me insane and I feel like it's a total lack of disrespect for my feelings. His family comments on all her Facebook posts, goes to her birthday parties, and then comes to ours too, and the list goes on. I'm slowly learning there's nothing I can do to control this issue, but nevertheless, it hurts my feelings. I'm wondering if my in-laws are the only disrespectful assholes. (laughs) So this situation is weird to me because earlier she had said she was a breath of fresh air in that family and the parents did not like how the bio mom and her now husband treated each other and kind of sounds like they distanced themselves from the bio mom when they were married. So for me, that was like my first red flag is like, okay, so if they had those feelings towards her and they didn't really like her before, why all of the sudden are they like besties? I don't know. Would this bother you? Okay, so this goes back to, and I think I said this on a previous episode that my sister-in-law and I are very close. We grew up together. We've known each other since I was 15 and she was 16. So, like, I'm aging myself here almost 20 years. Um, If they were to get divorced, and from my understanding of what she's saying, the dynamic shifted when the sister moved back to Florida. 
right? So it's almost like she probably has always been in contact with the ex because they're friends, they get along. And maybe she kind of um, revamped. Maybe she brought the ex-wife back around the family and revamped or re-sparked that relationship. But I would say from my perspective in that regard, if the family's not being ugly to you and you don't feel like they're treating you any different just because they're commenting on her stuff and maybe spending time with her, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't take it to heart. I wouldn't take offense to it. I think it's just maybe longstanding relationships that are hard to sever when you care about someone. So like I've said before, that just because somebody gets divorced doesn't mean you want to divorce that person. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Bailey? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I it's funny, my stepdaughter jokes sometimes. She's like, if you and dad ever get divorced, I'm I'm staying. I'm, you're keeping me in the divorce. She, <laughs> she's 20 years old, so obviously that's not a thing. But she's like, you get me in the divorce. I'm sticking with you. But I just, I think that is a testament to our relationship, which, you know, I've, I've, we've, I think both have worked really hard to gain a mutual understanding. And actually having this podcast, I think, has helped significantly because she's gained a new empathy for what it has been like to be in my shoes. But that aside, I totally agree with what you said. I think if there's really no animosity, which it sounds like you and Biomom get along fine for the most part when it comes to the kids. So that's number one, right? She treats you with respect. You treat her with respect. If she was outright disrespectful to you and a total dick all the time, and then your in-laws were besties and cozying up with her, I'd be pissed. But the fact that it sounds like you have a pretty decent co-parenting relationship, I honestly, like, in the words of Frozen, like, let it go, girl. Like, it's just not worth it. I mean, if seeing them comment on her posts all the time bothers you, then stop looking at her posts. Like, hide them, unfollow, do whatever you need to do to just, like, keep your sanity in check there. Agreed. And if you're in a situation where she's not nice to you or she's trying to turn your in-laws against you, that's not a conversation for you to have with anyone except for your husband who then needs to have a a conversation with his family and or his ex-wife. So I just still don't think that that's something that you should outwardly get involved in or have a discussion over with anyone but your husband. Agreed. So this is going to take an interesting turn here because there's a part two to her complaints. And it's funny, I wanted to read that one first because I think if you remove everything else going on, that could be a really specific situation that I think a lot of people are dealing with. However, the second part of this, I think, completely changes my opinion. <laughs> so oh, shit. I'm going to backtrack. I know. So, Can so we edit take, my first comment out? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to read that because I do feel like there are situations where a lot of people have in-laws who might still be chummy with the ex. And if there is no awkwardness, then just let that be. Let it be a thing. Like I said, however, this for me would change things. So let me read the second part. She says, this week, bio mom and I got into it. 15 year old started high school. We have 50-50 custody. We pay her $800 a month in child support. She is remarried. She has twin boys who are four years old. She doesn't work. We agreed she wanted 15-year-old to go to a specific high high school, so we changed paperwork for us to be the primary household. This means only one parent gets the bus. She knew it would be us and that there was no way he could go to the other high school across town because my husband and I work full-time and it would be impossible for us to drive him. 
She texted me the other day complaining about how much she's in the car with her twins and how it's not fair and how her husband said she should have never agreed for him to go to that high school and I lost it. I told her she doesn't work and gets child support, so basically to get over it. I help with driving to sleepovers, doctor's appointments, orthodontics appointments. I work full-time an hour away. I have no sympathy. She told me she couldn't believe I had the audacity to bring up her child support and that things between us will never be the same. She reached out and things seemed semi-normal, very minimal about the kids, which I am okay with. I'm just wondering if there are any tips and trips to navigate through these teenagers, split schedules living across town, driving kids to school or not. Should I apologize? What should I do? Okay, twofold here. Obviously, sometimes it's hard to understand the full gravity and the full impact of how a situation is gonna impact your life until you're actually in it. However, as adults, we make choices and once we've made that choice especially when it comes to something as like stressful as switching high schools for your 15 year old that's one of those things where you made that choice and disrupting his life and switching to another school to accommodate you is ridiculous to me like you made the choice you knew what you were getting into you knew how far one parent or the other lives, you knew that there was going to be a commitment required here. And it would really upset me if someone who didn't have the same demanding schedule that I have was complaining about driving her own kid to and from school. Like, what? No, you agreed to that. We all agreed to that. So there's a little confusion in that second part of the message because initially we say that was what mom wanted and so they agreed to it. But then stepdad says mom should have never agreed to it. So I'm kind of conflicted on whose choice that was. But either way, completely agree. But I also look at it from the lens of I would be annoyed for sure if my husband's ex-wife said that after pushing for something to happen. But also, I feel like she's taking out her frustration on the amount that they're paying uh, mom for child support as like, we're paying you as a job, essentially, and you can't complain. Well, maybe she's tired. Honestly, I'm going to give mom the benefit of the doubt on this, that you have twins. Maybe she's tired. Maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes and she was just venting. And then she wanted, she knew that that was going to piss you off. And so now you know, she has a way to create other drama that she doesn't have to focus on what she's actually upset about. So while I I don't necessarily think you need to apologize, I do think you need to be a little bit empathetic and figure out why she's now kind of reneging on what she said that she wanted in the first place. Like what's yeah. going on? Does she really want people to step up and help her? Or maybe she asked stepdad to help and he said no. And so she's feeling frustrated with her partner and taking it out on you. Yes, I think that's a good point. I think it's fair to assume that there might be something else driving the frustration, especially given how much stepmom in this situation does help out. It's not like she's not doing anything. I mean, it's it's she's doing as much as she can. I mean, in terms of switching up a school and switching up a schedule, I think that needs to be off the table. But I do think I agree with you. I don't think stepmom here should apologize per se, but if you really do have a relationship that you value with her, I think if it comes up again or if it happens again, I think you can approach it in a different way and just say, hey, listen, it seems like there's something maybe more than just the dropping off and picking up that's frustrating you here. Like, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Sometimes 
reacting to someone's negative emotion in that way is so like they it catches them so off guard <laughs> especially if they've already reacted that way towards you and you've kind of like teed off on her that can be a really disarming good conversation to have I actually did that at work this week there was a situation I didn't even know I was coming into this meeting like in a, a hot situation but it was a, a very frustrated person that I came in to meet with and she just like wouldn't wouldn't let up on the issue someone on my team had made a mistake and even though we explained like all the reasons for the mistake and what we were doing to prevent it in the future she just kept saying the same thing like well well what are you going to do about this what are you going to do about this and i finally looked at her and i go i've explained everything that i can possibly think to do to help you understand how this happened and how i'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again but it doesn't seem like that's enough for you. So what exactly are you looking to get from me out of this conversation? What What is going to make you happy with the result of this meeting? And she kind of like looked at me with this like blank stare, like, well, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And I said, you know, are, are you expecting me to say I'm going to fire this person? And she was like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. I just, I just wanted to like, I wanted to know what was being done. And I'm like, okay, well, I told you. And that's, those are the facts. So I I'm sorry that you don't like them, but these are the facts. And it kind of like disarmed her a little bit. So I think sometimes playing that game a little bit can maybe just turn things around. So I think, I think that's good advice. Playing professional politics. Don't you sometimes just want to be like, listen, I'm not going to do shit. All right. So you totally. can do to me. That's fine. But chill out. <laughs> also, yes. you could make a joke with uh, mom and say, well, at least this dude's going to be 16 in a year and he'll be able to drive himself. Seriously. I mean, 16, that is really a game changer for parents, for the record. Like, not only can they drive himself, but he can drive other kids around. I mean, it's it's pretty game changing for sure. Honestly. All right. Well, that is the end of that one. Uh, I hope it was helpful for you to the the submitter. And I hope maybe there is somebody else in this situation where this helped as well. Uh, as a reminder, if you have a scenario that you would like us to add on to our mini-sode list, please shoot us an email, stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com, or you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Also, shout out to you, Bailey, for weathering the freezing cold of 50 degrees in Chicago, babe. <laughs> Do not come here in the wintertime. Oh, no, it's my blackout period for Chicago travel. <laughs> like, I, this was as cold as I can actually handle, so I won't be back till, like, at least April or May. <laughs> All right, I'll come visit you. Deal. Sounds good. All right, thanks, ladies. Have a good rest of your day. Bye, ladies. Bye. I'm gonna drink my wine now. <laughs>